Welcome to the Clarity Collab podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be going over what you lack versus what you want. And this is week three of our 12-week series, our second 12-week series that we have lined out for you guys. So if this is your first time listening today, we are three women business owners who found ourselves needing and seeking out advice from women like us. So, you know, after some conversations around a coffee table, we decided that we wanted to share all of the tips that we've learned with all of you guys. So today's podcast is hosted by myself, Kayla Isles, Ashley Fall, Nicola Peacock. We're so excited to get started on a new series and share all of the things the three of us have been discussing over the past few weeks. Um, this series we have lined out with starting, we, we talked about good kindness, kindness, and then journaling, journaling, and today you. what you lack versus what, what you want in what life you versus, want what, versus you what you lack, right? Yeah. which is going to be exciting. Um, and you know, we're going to talk about all different types of things throughout the next nine weeks, if I'm yeah. doing my math right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, that you need as a woman running her own business and hitting your goals for 2022. Yep, and today's episode, like we've said, is wanting versus lacking. This is Ashley's week to lead, so she's going to get us started and share with us what we're sipping on today. Okay, so I was like, ooh, what do I want? Because I was trying to figure out, ooh, what rhymes or starts with what we want versus what we lack? I was like, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I get to pick whatever I want. So I picked a blue Hawaiian because I absolutely am wanting a vacation. Like we talked about, not necessarily Hawaii, but Hawaii would be fabulous. Mm -hmm. And I'm absolutely lacking a vacation on my schedule right now. So cheers. You're busy, busy. Cheers. 62 days till Yellowstone. Mm. Yay. And I just, we did put our block out two weekends in the summer for camping, which I told my husband, I was like, we just dry camp, so we don't have to make a reservation. But it has to be on my schedule, otherwise it stresses me out. He'll be like, what do we, can we just go through this weekend, I'm like, no, that's yeah. too much to short notice. Like, I can't. When you say dry camp, I immediately think of like dry January, and I'm like, this is gonna be disappointing. It's dry January. <laughs> where you, where don't you don't drink, drink any alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Who does that? Is that a, a lot, lot of people, people it's a fitness what? thing. Or they'll do like damp uh, January where they only have like, they only drink on the weekends. I have or, yeah. no idea what this is. Yeah. Oh my dry God. I've never heard of either one because yeah. that's just stupid. What about No Shave November? <laughs> that, okay. My husband does that every year. <laughs> that's so funny okay my husband does the no shave november and he buys the oil and all the stuff and then he shaves anyway i like him with the beard he looks nice <laughs> i like justin with some scruff yeah yeah but then did nice. you see i don't know if you well you might not have seen this lady was kissing this guy with a beard and ended up getting impetigo on her chin Ooh, because what? i thought that's I'm rare like, well and how much kissing did you have to do that you rub the skin right. raw and then got a bacterial infection right Ew. exactly and then also did he does he never wash his beard well that's what they like, said it's like beer up. hygiene Ew. did he have like just mm. pizza and beer and then just you're making me sick to my stomach uh so Boys no i love this graph especially when it gets over the pokey stage and it gets in the soft lay down yes. stage and stuff and yeah. then my husband shaves his head so he's just got most of his hair on his face i like it i'm not a facial hair person just i don't like the curly hair you don't know it because he keeps it so short but he's got that's where brooklyn gets her waist from or her curl yeah so like he'll his get a little curly what color is it when it comes in is it dark uh, it's a dark blonde like the rest of his hair Hmm. yeah i mean there's some gray gray in there yeah i like to point it out every time (laughs) we get around in november laramie's is pretty salt and pepper So today, I, when it was my week and I got to choose my topics, I, in one of our books we were reading, I think it's High Five Habit, yeah, we talk about what you want versus what you lack. In general, it's the idea of if year after year after year after year, you look at yourself in the, in the mirror and you're like, oh, I wish I was braver. I wish I spoke up and defended myself. I wish I 
would work out and be in better shape. I wish I would stand up, you know, to my mom or to who, my sister or my husband, or I wish I would change jobs. Let's say you hate your job. Like every day you're like, I hate my job and I wish I worked for myself, right? Mm-hmm. But you never do it. You never pull the trigger and you just say that and you're stuck. Um, she, Mel Robbins, proposed the idea of maybe you just don't actually want that. Maybe you're just unhappy with what you lack, mm-hmm. you know, because not everybody, let's, like, let's be honest, not everybody can start their own business, right? Yep. Right? We all aspire to do something like that, or us especially, because we work for ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not the punch o'clock people, obviously. But not everybody is built for that. It's very emotionally hard. It's monetarily hard. People sometimes need structure. They need, they, they're okay being the supportive person, which is fine. All We mm-hmm. need all of those types of people. So she posed the idea of um, maybe you don't actually really want that. Maybe it's just something you're jealous about or you just lack And you need, so instead of carrying that emotional baggage around with you every day, looking at yourself in the mirror, you should, if you're working on your mindset, come to a point where you say, okay, I'm just not going to have that. So then you need to find out ways to be happy and content, which we've talked about a couple different times on here, being content with what you have and moving on, focus your emotional energy and your baggage, you know, all these things to other things, to other areas and getting dropping the baggage, you know what I mean? Instead right. of carrying it with you every day. Mm-hmm. So I asked you guys to do a little exercise about picking three things that you wish you had or that you were in your life, business or personal. And then once you chose those three things, pick five steps, like go on in each topic, pick five steps that you would have to do to solve that problem or be that person or do whatever it is. Because only then can you really look at those five steps and be honest with yourself on whether or not you want to do that, okay? The other thing we have to be honest with ourselves about is, do you have time in your life to do this, right? Mm -hmm. Or health. We just talked about a friend that has a bad back. She doesn't have the physical ability to work out and be in better shape right now, other than walking or the basic things that she can do. So being honest with yourself. Money is a big one too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love to. I we have a big real estate uh, investor that we look up to. He, got, him, and his wife go on trips once a quarter, but they're financially are able to do that. And so, yeah, that'd be great. But there's no reason to be jealous or beat yourself up and wish that you were him because you don't monetarily have that right now. But if you take a second to think about it, maybe it can motivate you to save money. Like Nicholas talking about mm-hmm. getting a travel agent and saving money for the trip for 2023. Mm-hmm. So you have the money and the time to do that. So it's, we've talked a lot about it. Women get stuck. We get stuck and we have the same thoughts over and over again. So if we're going to fix that, we need to dive into every one of these issues and figure out a way past it. Solve it or let it go. Mm-hmm. That's, that's our plan. Solve it or let it go. Yep. So Nicola, what's, what's your three topics? I only have, oh, well, I have three. Or however many you had is fine. Yeah, two of them are kind of the same. Okay. So um, my, one of mine, and I... It's even hard for me to say it. Be more assertive with coworkers. Um, we'll get into that in a second. And then my number two and three kind of go together. I put be more organized at home and then be more anal with my house cleaning. So Kayla's seen my house. It's a hot mess. And now I've got Carlos who likes to sleep on the couch and he's kicking all the clothes onto the floor. So it's a hot mess. Um, so those were my, you know, I'm going to call it two and a half things. Okay. Is, you know, what I need, what I felt like I needed to work on or that I would, you know, things that I want and 
Yeah, that you wake up every day and you're like, I wish my house was cleaner or whatever. Oh my God, 100%. And then I get dressed and leave and don't come back till 8 (laughs) o'clock. Or at least (laughs) at that point you're like, just going to bed. At 8 o'clock, I'm tired. I want to take a shower and get in the bed. I'm the same way. My laundry sits there and I'm like, oh, I'll do it after I put the kids to bed. And most of the time I'm like, I'll do it in the morning. I'll do it later. This is not the night. That's Justin told me this morning. He's like, so is our laundry system, because he calls it the laundry system when I sort things on the couch. Yeah. And he's like, is our laundry system evolving? Because now I have had to put a table in there, oh, a yeah. folding table, so Carlos can't sleep on it. Carlos is the dog, for those oh, that yeah. don't know. And then I put some towels on the love seat, and Carlos had kicked all of them onto the floor, and a tablecloth, and some other crap. Um, so it's all on the floor, covered in dog hair. So now, yeah, I was and I'm, the floor when you I'm have two of, dogs. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of weird. It's all going to get rewashed. Like, it's Aww. been on the floor. It's getting rewashed, right? So it's oh, just, I'd give it a good shake it out. Yeah, heck yeah. Everything in my house is covered now that I have two golden retrievers in hair. It's awful. If I dried my body and had dog hair on me, I would get back in the shower. Like, it would gross me out so bad. No. Give it a good shake. It won't have any I love having a non-shedding dog. Yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. And no children. Today is my Friday, my every other Friday where I don't have my house cleaner and I will have to do my whole floors today because it just gets so gross. Oh, I can't step yeah. on stuff all day long. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's funny house. that Justin's commenting on the <laughs> laundry system evolving. Yes. Oh, wait. Yeah, because he's a funny guy. <laughs> That's his way of telling me he is not happy with the current situation. <laughs> so let's take a look at that. What are your steps that you would have to take to change your laundry situation? So... Or keep your house cleaner. When I was brainstorming with my homework, I was... You know, I probably need to have a daily chore chart. And I do have the yep. app. So I, I put down, use my tools, because I have an app that reminds me of what I need to do each day. I put it into a folder and turned off the alerts, because I'm just so far behind, like 38 yeah. things to do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opening it. Um, but if I used to do a daily chore chart. So on my lunch menu, where I write down, what, or not, it's not a lunch menu, but I, know what I write down what we're going to eat each day. Um, I used to each day have a chore for me and a chore for Brooklyn. And on each day we tried to do it. It was like, you know, take out all the little trashes, sweep the bathroom, sweep the hallway, uh, do a load of laundry, whatever it was. Now it's like laundry's every day. The floor never gets done. And the little trashes until they're like overfilled. And then I yell at Brooklyn to take them out. So like there's been a total breakdown in chores at my house. Um, I need to complete tasks. That would be another thing. I start stuff Mm -hmm. and I don't finish stuff. So the laundry was, I put up. I'm going to be perfectly honest. On Sunday, I put up the prior Sunday's clothing, and then I had all of the new Sunday stuff that just got sorted. And it, and then by then, it's like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. It's Sunday. I'm, you know, making a tri-tip on the smoker. I'm ready. Watching Bridgerton. Just to call it a day. Yeah, I'm just ready to call it a day. Having a drink. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that is my life. But, um, yeah, so it didn't get put up. And my other issue is just scheduling time for it. I schedule. My weekends are very full. I don't schedule time for cleaning. That's... Tomorrow I'm in a golf tournament. On Sunday it's you Mother's Day. You do have Day. busy weekends, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. So like, and now we're training for a 5K first, right? Well, you're uh, training for 5K. I'm you're not going to do it with me. I am doing it with you, but I'm actually she training like for a half marathon. marathon. She's <laughs> training for uh, that's true. Well, I don't know. I haven't decided on if I'm going to commit to the half marathon yes. yet or not. I think once I get into running and I'm back in shape, yep. then I will be more willing to do it. The most that I got up to running wise was eight miles. Like, what five steps would you need to complete to be ready for the half marathon? Well. Well, the well, first step we already program. did. So yeah, Nicola found a training program. You, you develop her laundry system, and, oh and he, she developed her training program. Kayla's house is so clean. I'm embarrassed. Hashtag accountability. She has no kids and a non-shedding <laughs> dog. It I doesn't know. count. It's still. It's not hard to keep it clean, not and I'm count. not. 
I will say Did that... Did you say it's hard to keep it clean? It's not hard to keep okay. it clean. Okay. I was going to say, it's I was not about hard to light you clean. up. It's not like, hard to send keep... my entire family to you for the week. Like, no. I need a wife. That's, I told Justin, I'm like, I understand why they're sister wives. Like, I... Oh, I, oh 100%, 100%. Do not mind sharing I'll have him every other night. In fact, yeah. she can have him. Yeah. I just need... I'll move into the spare yeah. bedroom as long as she keeps We, we already know we're the first wife, so we're good there. Yeah, I'm I like... I don't want to be a second wife, but I would be the first wife all day long. Well, yeah, because the have second wife is going No. Oh, my God. Both of you, have you ever watched Big Love? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Go back and find that show, Big Love. Does the first wife have to clean house or she doesn't have to Hell do no. Anything? She's the first. Okay. Wait. Is Big Love that's... the one with – I saw one on Netflix. There it's was the like... guy that's already passed away. Um, Wasn't he, like, blondish? Mm-hmm. I don't Go think I've seen talking. it. I know. We can't Big, stop. Anyway. Big Love. <laughs> anyway, so – It's an awesome – it's honestly – so the he show – was Mormon. Yes. Yes. And um, the shows now are kind of gritty, but back 15 years ago, they really weren't yet. HBO played a little bit around with gritty TV shows. But this was one of the first ones where that really, like, what's grainy on the screen? Oh, really? Um, You know, but like real, like, like real, like how that would look like relationship wise when you're doing, you know, young wife, young pretty wife, first wife, like just all the things. Okay. I would get Bill out of Pullman my, or something you know, is his name. My naked duties. I'm not going to say that'd be a terrible thing. It's, I mean, it is Just what it is, right? Bill um, Paxton. I wouldn't have to clean house, so really, all I'd have to do is like go to work and take care of Brooklyn. I know, and then she would have to be the pretty cute young wife, and you just get to be, you know, us, which is great. <laughs> I think that's a. I think that's a recipe for disaster. Pressure, Good luck. The pressure's all off. I'm okay Anyways. with that. Yeah. But I, so this is, I legitimately think we came on to, not the, not the multiple wives thing. Um, also, have you heard of polyandry? Polyandry is the other of, poly, polygamy is the man with multiple wives. Polyandry is the wife with multiple husbands. Oh. Coming from your sociology major here. Hard pass. Hard um, pass. I know, right? Two people making mess? I already got two people making a mess. Like, no. And the shaving. Two people shaving? Oh, my God. Um, so Getting you develop her training schedule happen? for the half marathon or 5K, and you develop a new house cleaning schedule. I don't I think I like this. this. I think you should develop the house cleaning <laughs> schedule because I don't know. My house is probably the least clean out of both of y'all's houses. Dude, my house is so dirty, I had to fire the house here's, cleaner because I was too embarrassed for her to come over. Here's like, your new... That was going to be my section. My suggestion was like, first of all, what do you need to make oh. to have a house cleaner because no, this is ridiculous it's not, you even, do everything it's not even an issue of paying for it it's my house is too dirty to have somebody else in it who cares what your house looks like i care i care it's gotta oh be my God. before she comes in and does the big cleaning your house isn't it's dirty so it's just with the kid and the dogs it's and the husband mess. it's, it's messy. messy mine is messy too like there's dog hair and there's stuff everywhere yeah. it's not dirty though my dishes get done every night my bathrooms are clean because i'm my cleaning lady every other week but it's just messy my house oh, is always see, messy yeah, like could you do laundry cool. on like a Monday where you're, maybe it's a little know, slower? Oh, that's you, what issue. time do you get home? Well, what time do you get home on Mondays? Like late, probably like between, right around six. But then I'm making dinner, so and that's the issue. I wash clothes every day; they it's get dried. The every time day. to fold them and put them away. And that's yes. my thing that I was shared with you guys a podcast or two ago. Is yeah. that we just, I could today, the hamper was full. I threw the thing in and it was full. I walked it over and started a load of laundry and it will get, somebody else will pass it along with and there's always endless amounts of clean, unfolded laundry. Yep. My kids have a laundry basket. It's legit been up there folded and ready for them to put away for a week. But it's because we're so busy during yeah. the week between homework, sports, and having any time to relax. 
Although that's just an excuse. Well, I think lazy. I'm gonna start They're doing, lazy. I'm going to start doing like a blackout weekend. That's what I told Justin the other day. I'm like, we need yeah, at least one weekend I a month where we're just home doing that for you. Like, I think you need that. Yeah. I mean, I have so much crap going on every yes. weekend. Tomorrow, I mean, I'm literally home for like two hours tomorrow, and which is Saturday. And then on Sunday, with it being Mother's Day, then I'm volunteering at church. Then Brooklyn wants to take me to get my nails done. I really want to go see the new um, Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. I know. We're going to we Fantastic Beasts. Oh, and then we're going to see Doctor Strange, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, next thing you know, it's 6.30 o'clock. 6.30 o'clock. 6.30 o'clock. 6.30 o'clock on Sunday, and my weekend's over, and Monday morning starts again at 5.30. Could you and Brooklyn do laundry together while you watch a show or a movie together You're on adorable. Sunday? Have you met my daughter? Does she seem like she, she needs, does a lot of chores? She needs to do that. <laughs> That's the, your number or one problem right there. Or maybe you could incentivize her in some way. Like, she likes to do certain things. So, like, trashes she likes to do. She, she would rather pick up dog poop than help me fold laundry. She well, laundry fold. is the bane of all existence. Yeah, so. she'll fold towels, get but getting her to take the towels to the actual, like, um, I can't think of the name. The It's not a pantry. Well, she's the incentivized. Closet? The linen closet. closet. <laughs> the linen closet. Thank you. She's incentivized by the money. The garbage? Why do you pay her a dollar? Every time she does that, oh, pay you a dollar. I'm paying my free kids to do chores. Uh, my daughter won't do shit for a dollar. She won't go to the bathroom for a dollar. You better if you're not coming in with five bucks, she's not even interested. People give their kids twenty bucks for a tooth. For I offered tooth her twenty five dollars. Make it ten. I don't care what the value no. is. Just try. It, you would don't that think work? she would do it really to have time with you because uh, she likes to watch TV with you, doesn't she? She does, time? and she would sit there while I do laundry yeah. and watch the movie. Well, and that's Maggie too. She's. You know. I offered her twenty five dollars to put up two loads of laundry, and she turned me down. If she you don't buy interested. her crap for three months, you wait till she values. I that don't $25. really buy her anything. She. Well, she made so much money at Easter, so that's true. Yeah. So okay, so let's. We're doing the get your house cleaner. What are your steps? Uh, I need a daily chore chart. Okay. To complete my tasks, not get sidetracked. To use the tools that I have, and to schedule time for it. So when you write those five things at the bottom of it, can you commit to and write the word yes under it? Yes. Like, are those things doable? Well, I mean, not getting sidetracked, that's going to be hard. I feel like that's just like a mental <laughs> issue. <laughs> You're like, I feel like that's just me. It's like we start the dishes and next thing I know we're at Hobby Lobby looking for like 4th of July crap. So so I'm if you sure. had, would that be the one you would say yes to as opposed to the other two? Or that's just, are they all? Daily chore chart, that's a yes. That's something I need to go back to using. Or what if in the laundry also, thing, what if you scheduled one day, yeah. like, you know, you do the laundry and Brooklyn does the bathrooms? Like yeah. that way you're both doing no, that's something you do. don't like, but getting we, it over with. That we typically, I'll make a list of everything that needs to get done. And then we go through and I'll write my name and then she'll pick what she wants to do. And we try to keep it even. I mean, she is a good helper, but she, she won't do laundry. Um, what's the other thing she hates to do? She doesn't like to load the dishwasher, but dust. she will unload it. Dust. My kids hate dusting. Brooklyn loves to dust. Mm-hmm. She likes to clean the sliding glass window. Um, and honestly, I mean, we have a small house. There's not a shit ton to do. What if you did it on like first thing in the morning on a day? Like Sunday or something. Or what if you got up an hour earlier or did or something? What if it... Yeah. I... As you like... You are somebody that likes to accomplish things and check off things. I yep. think this chore needs to be a first thing on some. I have an idea. Yeah. What if... So what I was kind of thinking is, you know, some... Because I'm still wanting to wake up early and keep getting up earlier mm-hmm. and earlier. 
what I think I might do is, you know, Monday, Tuesday, I wake up earlier, and then Wednesday, I get to sleep in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right. You're so working towards you started, the reward. Exactly. So what if you started one day, like, you choose one day that you don't go to the gym, but you still wake up early, maybe you hang yeah. out in the living room and fold your laundry like then. Like blasphemy, but not go to the gym. Oh, my God. Think about, think about this way. Or not wake up early, but, like, yeah. think about, <laughs> you know, if you saying. started your week and did this every Monday morning, imagine how good you would feel all yeah. week without that laundry hanging around yeah. your house all week. That would be worth it. Even if you got up early, did it, and then went to the gym or went to the gym and yeah. did it. Or choose like a day that you go to go to Cycle Bar at night and then in the morning, that's when yes. you get your laundry done. Yep. Oh my God, yes. Do that's you go to Cycle idea. Bar at night one day instead of working out? Still I do. your workout yep. in. What but, day is it? You know. Um, well, it depends what day I don't like getting up in the morning. You still, so usually a Wednesday or Thursday. You're, you can't keep hurting yourself at the gym, old lady. You got to be careful. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was going to say I'm not hurt, but I've got tendonitis. And, and I've got shoulder a shoulder issue. And I got uh, what a shin splint. So She's like, going so day. hard. I'm going to take a little That bit. is what I think you should do. But I think you should pick the day you're going to go at night and work out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to feel so good by having that chore done. And it'll be a nice. Do. You'll have a somewhat, you know, nice morning. And maybe I should do that too. Get up early one morning. So for me, I've committed to getting up. So I have a new team member at work now. So by the time I get to the office at 8.39, a lot of it is committed to him until noon. So a lot of this stuff for me doesn't get done. Mm-hmm. And so I've been getting up early to do it two, three days a week. But I think I could commit to that as well. I don't know that I'm I'd just... do it in the morning. I think I'm going to schedule it in at night. Okay. I'm just not a morning cleaner person. I got stuff to do. I've got on... clients that start calling me. It's just I don't. No, this is pre. This is before. This is early. Like before clients yeah. are going to call you. Like before. And your client and your phone's going to be somewhere. Yeah, else. Clients calling me at three a.m. Shooting me a text message at three a.m. to find well, out like you're what's ignoring going on. them anyway. So oh, you know till nine. Or you also have to set your boundaries. You know. Yeah, I know. Which is. You gotta keep that in well, mind too. Come back and tell us what you did. I'm gonna yeah. do evenings, okay? But I am gonna schedule it. Yeah, and that way you're gonna listening to advice. Working. I, I tuned you guys but... out like 45 minutes ago. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, Kayla, let's hear yours. Uh, so my three are well. The first is stop apologizing for things that aren't my fault or yes. out of my control. Whether that's like just in work or with clients. Like if it's not, you know, I just I really I get very emotionally involved in that. I feel guilty. I feel like it's my fault. I wish I could do something different. And I need to stop holding on to those feelings. I need to let that go. Um, yep. And yeah, like I said, stop apologizing. Uh, dial in my morning slash night routine a little bit more. And I was kind of thinking about, you know, as we're talking about the laundry thing with Nicola, I was kind of thinking of some things I can do to help me get where I want to be with that. And then the last is work-related, and that's getting back to being more consistent with my social media. So doing posts and videos, and I want to start doing the local business spotlight like yep. you do, Ashley. I think yep. that's awesome. So just kind of being more consistent with those things you know as I've gotten busier that's something that's kind of fallen to the wayside a little bit but so I just want to make sure I'm staying consistent with that especially as I'm learning new things I'm doing a bank statement loan which is really new to me and um it's challenging and it's confusing but I'm figuring it out and that's really exciting great thank you yeah so I um i you know, should be posting about that like you said a couple weeks ago so I just need to schedule the time in and, and and get it done so and those are my three. Put it in later in the day, you know, on creativity and stuff like that when you're kind of waning down for the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which one do you want yeah. to dig into and tell us your five steps? Um, I guess maybe my, my dialing in my morning and night routine. Okay. Because um, the others, like, the social media thing is a non-negotiable. That's not a no, I don't want to do it. It's I have to do it. Yep. And then the stop apologizing thing, that's just, I mean, 
you know, that's something I also have to do. So I think the dialing I would love in to give you five steps to work on that as well. Then let's go over that actually. Okay. I think well, we that's don't what, have to, but so I that's something I want to go yeah. over because I think I really need that. That's the one I was hoping you were gonna pick. Okay, I picked it. <laughs> Yay! Okay. So let's go over it. five steps. Oh gosh, do I, talk about? I don't really know. Yeah, I think we need to talk about that yeah. and kind of dive into it a little bit. All right. Ooh, I'm in. I'm scared. Uh-huh. I'm going to get ripped apart. The first thing I think of is um, it has to do with faith and faith in yourself and that you make decisions like you're a businesswoman. You're not new anymore. You're experienced. So when you say something to somebody or something happens, it's probably for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's probably not because you dropped the ball. Sometimes we drop the ball and we have to apologize right. or we have to... Uh, at least acknowledge that the ball was dropped and move on. But I feel like for the most part, we're probably talking about, like you said, things out of your control, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about knowing you have systems, using the systems, and then with the result of those systems, you never have to apologize for that result. If the people don't qualify for a loan, they screwed up and you know co-signed on a car or didn't get you paperwork in time exactly it's not my I didn't screw up their credit right you know right and it's I I don't feel personally responsible obviously I just feel bad to have to tell them you know that break that news to them had to do it yesterday and it's just it's something that does weigh on me and I want to I want to stop letting it be weigh on me emotionally so heavy you know I think that comes with time too though like with those kind of things because like I always think like Doctors having to tell somebody they have cancer, right? The first time yeah, they tell somebody they have cancer, it's really oh, terrible. By crying with yeah. the patient, yeah. right? You get a thirty-year, you know, right? Thirty Oncology years doctor. Of, yeah, being a doctor, it's a different mindset. You know, it's just like for me when I first started, you know, financial planning, and I'd meet somebody and they were seventy and they had seven thousand dollars in their IRA, oh and I'm like, "There's nothing we can do here." And they're mm-hmm. like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "You have seven thousand dollars, like." I don't know what you don't get. Yeah. You know, and I feel bad and I would tell my husband about it and I'm like, so then I had to change my mindset because instead of like, it's terrible for this person, they made choices to get there. So either they weren't educated, Mm -hmm. which is something I can fix going forward, right? I can educate them. I can educate their children. I can educate their grandchildren. So they make better choices. And that's really for me is pivoting and remembering. That's what I'm here to do is educate people so they make better life decisions. Um, yep. that way when, you know, when I'm 70 and my clients are 70, we're not sitting down with a $7,000 IRA. Oh my God, I love the next generation thing. How yeah. cool yeah. is that? Like, I can't do much for you, but let me help your next generation. Right. Yeah. That was my first thought too, was you have to remember, and this is being around in the business for a while from the last bubble. If people don't qualify, you're protecting them. Yes. Right. You putting them into a loan that they can't afford long-term is mm-hmm. not protecting them. Right. So you have to remember, like, you're the bearer of bad news, but you're protecting them against a loan they can't afford. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's completely true, and I totally agree with you. Even with, you know, some people that need down payment assistance, at the end of the day, they can't really necessarily afford the monthly payment anyway. Yes. Right. So, you And know, without any savings... Like, they are they have no security now whatsoever. Well, right. Especially when they're right. dual income, and you'll see that all the time. You get dual yeah. income people, and it takes both yep. incomes to make that house Barely payment. Qualify. It's yep. the biggest, biggest financial mistake baby. you'll make. Yep. One yep. of them gets sick. They have to, you know what else I'm starting to see? They have to take care of a parent. Yeah. Yep. So That's one of huge. them has to drop to part-time or can't work because they're one of their parents. Like, that happens all the yeah. time. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, or they have a baby it's, that needs special needs, you know, extra yep. care or whatever. There's so many things. Right. If, if it's both double dual income earners and they are maxed out right. with down payment assistance, so they don't have much equity in their home, yep. you have got to look at it from a, you have to look at it from a, their longevity 
and and you know what I mean and you're protecting right and I'm glad that you know what you said really resonated with me and I'm glad that we're talking about it because it's not that I'm not bad at having those conversations it's just my internal monologue after and my you know yeah and just like I don't know I like I said even if I have that conversation like I had that conversation yesterday I still have some emotions about it I still feel bad I'm like oh you know that wasn't great that was a bad party yesterday well, and do you so, feel bad for them, or right. or do you? Feel I feel bad, bad that I couldn't help them. Yeah, I feel bad that I couldn't help them. I yeah. I I don't feel bad for the situation they put themselves in. Right, that's unfortunate. I just feel bad that you know I know their situation. I know what's going on, and they can't get what they need. That's what I feel bad for. It's not that I couldn't get the job done, right. or that it was my fault in any way, because it wasn't. Right. right. What I feel bad about is you know knowing what's going on with them and knowing that they can't do something that they were really hoping and wanting to do. Well, and I think it comes back to kind of what Ashley was saying. This is going to be probably the largest financial decision they make in their lifetime, right? And they're not ready. Right. So it's just like getting married. Are you going to get married just because like, well, we've been dating for three months and it's the next step. No, you're going to wait and make sure it's right. And if you wait and make sure it's right, you're not going to have any issues in the future. If yeah. you jump into it, you're going to be divorced, you know, 12 months later. Well, and right. then they just go from the category to pre-approve to you're working yeah. with them long term. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So do you have a really set, do you have a structure in place that's going to work with them for the next two years to help them get into a home? Right. Yeah. Do you? I'm asking yes. you. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yes, yes. I typically, depending on what they need working work on um if it's credit repair i'll refer them to someone if it's just not enough income then that is what it is but we'll stay in contact with them we'll still give them tips along the way to keep in mind i'll check in with them quarterly give them a phone call um that's what i was gonna say is i'll like people just pop into my mind and all of a sudden i'll like just check on them like hey you popped into my mind this morning well yeah let me know if you need anything they're not gonna get that from any other lender no that's what and for you in your mind, shift that mindset to you're not rejecting them. Because I think that's what you're having a problem with is you're rejecting yeah. what they want, right? Their hopes and dreams. Yeah. Instead, you're just shifting it to two years. Like, so they go from now to for two years from now. Yeah. You could do a hashtag dream crusher. <laughs> no, that's terrible. I'm <laughs> not going to use that marketing strategy, Nicola. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but I do think, speaking of to solve two things at once, Sharing and social media, how you feel about having to tell somebody that. I love that. Would resonate really well with And it's going to help other people who are starting to prepare to buy a house too. And then you say, I just want all of you to know that just because it isn't today that I have this entire two-year program to work with you on getting you there. Right. And you have the, I don't want to call it financial assistance program, but it's like the debt system that you were telling me about yesterday, right? The credit repair system? Yeah, credit repair company that we work with, we can do a soft pull, a free soft pull, and they'll basically use that as a consultation with them and then they give us better pricing than if they were to go on, yeah. out on their own and that probably it probably takes less than four months really yeah. like if people mm-hmm. are close i guess that doesn't have to be two years right so that's where i think would solve both those problems i think yeah. you should mm-hmm. share more about that okay well if somebody who can't people, afford the house they get in there and the water heater goes out what yeah. are they going to do yeah. you know, put it a on a credit card well, they, exactly. and then four months four years later they're meeting with me in ridiculous amounts of debts trying to figure out how they're going to refinance their house so they can cover their mortgage. It's like, you know, you don't want to put them in that situation. Right. And I think part of it, if I can speak candidly, is that, you know, I think some of the agents that I've worked with, they're really focused on closing the transaction. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, 
<clears throat> I want what's best for the client and not that, you know, yeah. again, I'm sure at the end of the day, they won't want what's best for the client too. It's just when they're telling me, Hey, get them down payment assistance so we can do this or, Hey, we need to go conventional, even though it's way more expensive for the client. I have a hard time with that. So yeah. that's also part of it is I know this isn't best for the client and I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it just because the agent is pushing me on it. Right. I'm going to tell them, Hey, these are your options. This is what I think is best or, Hey, I'm sorry, but you don't qualify at this time. This is what we need to do to move forward. Right. So I am running into that kind of, which, sure. you know, it's part of the market and how competitive right. it is. It's, right. you know, I, part of it's that, you know, people just wanting to get their paycheck too, which I understand. Um, you know, and just the same well, they may have shown them more houses than they should have. Right. Yeah. Or they're pre-approved or yeah. something. Exactly. Too, so so then they, so then the buyers have expectations of, right. oh, well, I want this $400,000 house and an $1,800 payment. And yeah. it's like, that is not realistic right. at all. <laughs> Let's re, we're, we need to rehab this conversation. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of seeing a little bit of that, which I think is making me have more just, just stressing me well, out a little like bit more about it. You feel like you're the one to drop the ball. Exactly. But it's, right. you know, it's not my fault. And, you know, it's just setting real expectations expectations and being completely transparent yep. and um you know anyway so ha- and thank you guys for this having these conversations helps me realize that you know it isn't my fault and I yeah. and again you know at the end of the day I have to do what's best for my clients and I think you call when that happens you call the real estate agent first and you have that conversation with them and you and you say you know you say it you say hey you know of course this just means that they're not ready and we're protecting them ultimately right Mr. Realtor mm-hmm. Mrs. Realtor we're protecting them ultimately, right? right? Don't worry, I've got it handled. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to make sure that we both get to work with this client when they're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you call the client. And have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. but I would but talk, make to, sure the real, you do it talk to the realtor first. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I wouldn't let the realtor call them. Yeah, no. And then let the, right, of course, let the realtor know, right. Yep. But I think it would ease your feeling on having to drop, having to tell the client that when you've already talked to the realtor. Well, and I also think that it builds relationships with the realtor yes. because how many loan officers actually yes. do that? Well, right I, now? I usually update all of them, but no. I th- it's and I don't want to I mean, get too far into order, it because yeah. it is you know as anyway. And then once sauce. you get further down in your business, you'll be able to work with the people that uh, trust in you and and don't put those extra pressures on you or just whatever across yeah. the board. You know what I mean? Just. You know, um, and I've done that too as a realtor, like put lots of, like do it, get it done, get it, you know, do this. Why are we having to do this or whatever? Um, So it's all, you know, we're all just pushing, you know what I mean? Right. The good news is, is you're kind of the key holder, that financial situation for them. So it's, you know, but it's a, I can see how I've never really thought about it before, but how it's a big act. Well, and it's stressful because with, you know, if I do have a good relationship with an agent and I can't get the job done or, and it's not my fault, you know, that kind of sucks too, having that conversation, even though it is what it is. And I've never had an issue with, of course, my friends that I have to talk to about, you know, the client, but, um, yeah, you know, it's anyway. That's hard. So, I know that's part of our business, and that's where yeah, you have to... Yeah, definitely the crappy part of the job, yeah, where you is. have to, you know, explain everything in, in terms that they can understand, too, which is which is challenging, too, put it, making it, having it make sense to them, um, but, you know, it's, I'm learning how to work through it, and I think I'm getting better and better at having those conversations, at yeah. delivering the news, but keeping them hopeful and the same, being positive about it. So, so funny side note. Now imagine somebody gets declined for life insurance, 
and you basically get to call and tell them that the life insurance company doesn't think you're going to live more than 10 years, so they're not insuring you. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. that's a bit worse. I get to me. Oh. I was like, man, that really never happens. And I'm like, oh, wait, no. People get turned down for life insurance and disability <laughs> and long-term care all the time. Oh. And how do you have those conversations? You just tell them and you're just like... So nine times out of ten, it's because somebody's overweight. Oh. So, I mean, to be perfectly... That's our American demographic, right? So I'm like, they said, if you can reduce your BMI, (laughs) we can get you covered. But as of today, it's not going to happen. So, and most of my clients, you know, I mean, obviously I'm more serious than that. Let's face it. But, (laughs) um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It used to make me really nervous. I used to get sweaty and I'd get nauseous and then I'd still have to make the phone call because you have to make the phone call. Um, but now it's kind of to a point, it is what it is. I didn't make those life choices. I wasn't at Mickey D's at 2 PM getting a friggin', you know, frosty and three cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not everybody's issue, obviously, but for a lot of the people that I've seen get declined in the past 24 months, that's really, I mean, it's an obes- obesity issue, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately they're the ones that need the life insurance the most because they do have a shorter life expectancy yeah so that's a whole other and i know it's the same where you feel like well could they call up the next company and maybe they will because they have different programs oh, yeah i know mean, i shop with 80 companies so yeah. but i mean like it's um i feel like it's also too like you're like did i check into all the programs or could they yeah. just go somewhere else i feel like so it's the same thing within real estate as well like oh you can't buy or we can't find you what you want but then they go to the next realtor and they um, getting contract, and you're like, you didn't, I would have showed you that house, but that wasn't anything that you told me that you wanted, yeah. or you right. said you didn't want to live in that neighborhood or whatever. And <clears throat> one thing I would add to with you and not apologizing is you're, um, as you go further in the business and you do more deals and you have more of these conversations, they just will impact you less Yeah. and you'll build those relationships and then you'll end up closing on all these people that you've been working with for years mm-hmm. right. and it'll kind of come for a full circle. And then you can tell that person you're rejecting today I don't worry though. I just closed a deal last month yes. on somebody I worked with for two years. Right. So it's like so it all gets easier. Right. We just need to, you just have to trust give, in give some light at the end of the tunnel. That's yes. really all they want. Yeah. That's what Move we all want. From, you're you know? moving them from one funnel to the next. Yeah. It's yeah. not a rejection. Yeah. And there's no reason. And a good business person will still close them at some point. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. But that's and a then heavy refinance part. it. And then refinance it. Mm-hmm. What else do you think makes you apologize? More. I think you know some I mean? of it is me being newer in the business and thinking that, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm sorry if I'm inconveniencing you by asking this question. Mm-hmm. or And that's more internally, like, when I'm asking, yeah. doing the bank statement thing. Like, I feel like um, a nuisance asking for help and mm-hmm. having our rep slowly explain things to me. Um, and he is an older man which is harder to work with as well um not always but in this situation it is a little bit more challenging um so I think that is just like knowing it's just the confidence thing is like I feel like I don't know so then I feel like I have to apologize for not knowing Mm. which I don't have to like I should never apologize for not knowing something yes right um so I think that's that's why too well that's like I never apologize in like those kind of situations I'll tell somebody from the get-go I'm like this is my first one, or this yeah. is my first one this year, and I know processes change, so what's different, what's changed, um, but I'll always use, you know, I'm not going to apologize for my inexperience, especially for something that's not very common, right? right. It's it's different if you've been doing this every day for freaking 12 months, mm-hmm. and you're still calling up asking for help, but if this right. is the first one you've done, and you need somebody to walk you through it, that's part of the training process, and as a rep, it's his job to make sure you're doing it right. 
you know, that's what he gets paid for. And also, mm-hmm. I then I always make the joke because I still ask Brandon and Maurice questions. I just I ask I actually ask Maurice a ton of questions. You know what I mean? That I think mm-hmm. when did my team lead when I was on team ask these questions because I feel like I should know this. Well, part but, of it's double checking too. Yeah, yes. you just want to make sure like, yeah, hey, this is what I think. You think but, this is right? Yeah. This always, is right too, right? I always make the joke like to that old guy you're dealing with. I'll just make the joke. Well, the good news is you don't have to share. You don't have to explain this to me twice. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I'm taking notes. Exactly. I'm taking notes, Phil. So I never have to talk to you about this again. <laughs> Yep, exactly. You know what I mean? So yes. I feel like that because if he's annoyed with you the first time, you need to put him in his place. And I have because he's he been more respectful be to me and he's yep. been better to me because I pushed back. Yes. When th- I was on the phone with him and I was asking him questions, you know, about the bank statement loan and he was like, oh, well, you shouldn't be talking to your clients like this. And I said, I don't talk to my clients like this, but I would hope that I can talk to you like this because yep. you're my rep that I'm supposed to go to with That's questions. Right. And I was... Oh, no, yes. I was a little bit more mad you at him. Been. Because, yeah, like, I can broker this out to anybody else. I don't have mm-hmm. to go with you and your company. So if yeah. you're going to treat me like crap, then I will walk yeah. with my business. Right. So fix it. <laughs> and don't right ever now. talk to me about how I talk to my clients. Exactly. Yeah. That's none of your business. Right. So anyway, I, I have good stood up, stood my ground with him a little bit, and he's been better. Good, he's good, been better. Yeah. But still doing the, okay, sweetheart, mm-hmm. eye roll. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah, gag me, right? So another tip that I would have as a last tip is before you make a hard phone call or before you go into a situation where you're already feeling apologetic, I want you to ask yourself, did I do everything I could have done? Did I get everything answered that I needed to get answered? You know, like what are the questions they're going to ask me and do I already have the answer to that? Be okay with it. Right. But I feel so for me, because I feel like when I'm apologizing, it's because I wasn't prepared. Or I go in and I miss talk or whatever. It's because I didn't take a second to gather myself. So gather yourself because you already know. I am the same way. I already know when I'm feeling apologetic. And check yourself a little bit before you have that conversation. And then purposely don't include that, you know, yeah. in, your, in your conversation. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that when I was doing some research about this subject I came across was... Uh, why are we all hung up on certain things that we supposedly want? And Forbes says, we only do those things we want to do more than any other option available to us. And so for me, the laundry, because laundry is also on my list, <laughs> it's because, yeah, I would rather go to bed, you know, watch TV, right. do it later than laundry. So that's why you have to make, so when you have an item in your life, that you're constantly choosing to do something else like, for instance, of course, the most famous you know thing ever is I want to work out or a diet. Well, yeah, it's more fun to have pizza and beer. Right. Right? So nine times out of ten, you're going to choose pizza and beer because that is when you, you're only giving yourself two choices. Pizza and beer, Broccoli. a salad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. <laughs> hey, Brussels right? sprouts are delicious. Fried and bacon <laughs> grease. My favorite. Disgusting. Oh, my God. They're so good. A fried and bacon grease. Yeah, that sounds really super diety. It's good for you. It's high fat <laughs> but vegetables. They were sharing that you have to flip your mindset. That ultimately is the number one bad. That that's what's that's what's sabotaging you. You're giving yourself two options, so you're choosing the easier road. Or for you, Kayla, the being apologetic, you're not preparing yourself to be, you know, to have faith and confidence in yourself and allowing yourself to be overly apologetic. Mm-hmm. And then for Nicola, it's that you're choosing to be do other things. Yeah, I like instead to sleep. of laundry. Exactly. Right. Or, or any workout, and or you overplan your weekends. 
Yes. Instead of that. When yeah. the laundry has to be a priority in there somewhere. Ugh, I know. Nobody gross. wants to make laundry a priority. So like they said, if you're only giving yourself, or if you have something in your life that you constantly need to fix, but and you're not choosing to do that, make sure you're not giving yourself two options and always choosing, you know, the easier option. Mm-hmm. Put it on there and make it a priority. Um, and then we've, when we look back to, we've talked about habits, morning routines, journaling, all of that stuff ties into what you want versus what you lack. With journaling, that's your time to process how you're feeling, why you're feeling the way you are. With morning routines, that's like we literally talked about it with, let's say you have a chore that you can never get done. You know, it's all about your morning routine, all about your schedule and your discipline. Put it on your schedule and stick to it. Commit to it. Take the time to learn why these things are part of your baggage and your repeating cycle every day. We heard in another episode that like 90% of our thoughts are repeated every day. Mm-hmm. We have to break those cycles. Yeah. Um, as women in general, we struggle with the same things over and over and over again. So break the cycle, write down on paper, what do you want? What are five steps, uh, things that you can do to get there? And then pick yes or no. Can you do that? Put, then put yes and really commit to doing it and using those five steps. If your answer is no, I don't feel well enough to do this. I don't really have the money or time to achieve this right now. Then just say no and move on and let go. Mm-hmm. Right. Stop telling yourself you need a vacation or you want to work for yourself and freaking go punch in your clock and be happy and content with your situation or make a plan to change it. Okay. Right. If it's not, if it's no and not yes today, then make a plan to change it or give it up. Yeah. Okay. Um, our high five, we talked about our high five book club that talks about this, um, relates to us looking in the mirror and how we speak to ourselves. So I just wanted to relate Which that back to that. I, um, I have been working on lately. So I don't, we haven't talked, we're going to talk about mantras later. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I know that you touched on it. It was, I think it was again in your presentation with the Fresno Women's Network. Um, I've actually been actively giving myself those affirmations and I am safe, I am loved, I I am blessed, like just repeating those things. And I have found that it's helped me like if I am in a bad place and I thinking about, you know, stressing about work or overthinking about things that I can't change, just repeating those, that to myself. And then it pulls me out of that and all of a sudden I'm fine. I'm not as anxious. I'm not as stressed. So I did want to comment that that has has helped. And then I also wanted to tell a quick little story, um, on the kindness episode. So my mom was listening to it, uh, a couple earlier this week. She, her aunt is very old and we have to help take care of her. So my mom drove down to go hang out with her and do her laundry and whatnot. And she told me she was listening to the episode. Okay. So she gets to the home, nursing home or whatever, and does aunt Patty's laundry. But she needs, someone's clothes were in the washer and she needed to move them to the dryer. So she did that. And then when she needed the dryer, the clothes were still there. So my mom folded the clothes and didn't just leave them there. But of course she was a little worried like, oh gosh, is this person going to be mad? Because you know how people get with laundry sometimes. So she ended up going back to get Aunt Patty's clothes and found a little note card there for her. A thank you card saying, thank you for folding my clothes so nicely. You didn't have to do that. I really appreciate it. So my mom shared the story with me and was like, you know, after listening to your guys' episode on kindness, I felt like, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and fold this lady's yeah. laundry and be a nice person. And it ended up making my day that she took time to say thank you for that. So um, anyway, I just wanted to share that I little love that. spread some more kindness. Yeah, spreading kindness. Yeah, and inspiring others. So I love that. anyway. I definitely think it's made me pay attention to be more kind as well yeah. after our episode. Yeah. So yes. 
So one of the things that will help you hit your goals for 2022 is 369 journaling, which I've never done and I'm really excited to learn about. And that will be, we'll be going over that in our next episode, which will be hosted by Nicola. Do you have any homework for us, Nicola? I do. So the 369 Manifestation Journal, it's a book, you can purchase it. Um, It's all about the law of attraction. So what I want each of you to do and any of our listeners Uh, you are going to write down something you want to manifest in your life, something that you want to come true. And I'll tell you how I did this for myself. I put, um, I put it in the reminders of my iPhone. I'm sure Samsung and other brands all have this, but at, I think it's at, actually, I know know for a fact it's seven, 12 and 9 PM. It reads me my manifestation. So I like that it'll pop up on my phone, but nine times out of 10, I have my, my AirPods in. It'll read it to me. And then in the morning, I say it two more times, usually while I'm throwing the ball for the dogs. At noon, it'll play it. And then I try to say it six more times. And at night, when I'm laying in bed, I say it nine times. So you're so, just saying what you want. Like, yeah, I in want my brain, this. I don't even say it out loud. And you should say it out loud. It's definitely going to work better. I just say it in my brain because I don't need my husband being like, you're weird. <laughs> he already thinks I'm weird enough. Um, but it reads it to me. And then I repeat it to myself multiple times, three times in the morning, six times at lunchtime. Uh, nine times at bedtime and that's your guys's homework for the week okay so we pick a mantra or we pick a manifestation you want to manifest in your life okay and yeah three times in the morning six times midday nine times at night which i might switch mine to laundry i want to get my laundry done i want to get my laundry no this is something you would say and put i'm going to feel less stress or i'm going to feel lighter going through this week with my laundry complete yep or my, with my laundry put away. It's something like that. Like, it's always, like, how you're going to feel afterwards. I like it. Yeah, I do. Yep. Oh, my God, you should totally do it. I might. Okay. Sounds good. good. Thank you so much for hopping on today, and make sure you catch our new episode each Monday as we strive to give you clarity in 2022. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Clarity Collab for additional content and tips, or send us feedback at claritycollab at gmail.com. Again, we're so thankful you're here. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday.